right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to BuddyGuyRadio.com. I am your host, Mighty Quinn. For the next 90 minutes, we are going to hear all about Buddy Guy's guitarist, living legends, blues legends, Mr. Rick Hall himself. He is going to take over the show. I'm going to step out of the way. Rick's got an awesome set list of music he's going to play for you guys tonight, and you're going to dig it, man. He's got some great stories to tell you all about himself and how life is during the quarantine and how everything is in blues. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, get good and loud for Mr. Rick Hall. Rick, how you doing, man? Hey, hey, how you doing, Pat? I'm doing good, man. Just hanging in here, just like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to take a second. Why don't you introduce all the listeners and welcome them to, uh, to, to the takeover? Hey, I'd like to... Welcome everybody to the Buddy Guy Radio Station. I'm finna do a takeover and we're gonna get down. Thank you. 
Call because it's been so long ago, Pat. Uh, it's hard to remember that far back. How old were you? Do you remember ballpark? Um, probably in my twenties, maybe. Okay. And uh, first recording I did was with a group I used to be with before I got with Buddy Guy, called the Dells, the original Dells vocal group out of Harvey, Illinois. How cool they, is that? They, they, I know they, the Dells. They kind of yeah, they're the ones that kind of got me. Uh, started okay you know back in the day so uh i got a chance to do a couple albums you know with them and it was came out pretty cool nice nice and that so that was the beginning that's where it all started <laughs> yeah cold women with warm hearts is my kind of woman A cold woman with warm hearts Is my kind of woman If you got a woman that's cold Nine times out of ten she can't be stole If you got a woman that's hot as fire You can wave your woman bye-bye If she's hot Knows is hot, then you can't please her with what you got. Cold women with warm eyes is my kind of woman. Cold women with warm eyes is my kind of woman. If you got a woman that's hard to get, nine times out of ten the little girl will stick. If you got a woman that talks to every man that hits, when you get home, she might not spit. And if she listens to them long enough, you can wave bye-bye to your good, good stuff. Oh, old women with warm eyes, it's my kind of woman. I say, old women with warm eyes, it's my kind. Wow. 
woman don't like the last and win. Oh, buddy, she'll stay with you until the end. But if you got a woman that likes to flirt, you can call your family doctor, buddy, cause you're about to get hurt. If you got a woman can't count her fingers and toes, there's no telling how many men have seen her exposed. Cause no women with one eye is my kind of woman. Back in the day with uh, another artist out of Chicago called uh, Jerry Butler, I got a chance to meet uh, some other blues artists, which I really wasn't into the blues at the time, mm -hmm. but it just seemed to follow me all through my life, you know. And uh, I had met uh, these people right here. I don't know if you can see them. Yeah, because I'm looking at the wall. You can see all the, all the different artists. I don't know if you see him. Uh, right there. Original Ruth Brown. Oh, look at that right there. Look at that picture. What year was that? Uh, that was back in the 70s. Oh, wow. That was uh, Ruth Brown. And uh, I'm trying to think of the other guitar player, but he was a, a legend as well. And How I had cool just got that? a chance to meet him as well again when I got with Buddy Guy in 2005. <laughs> people I have a lots of fun 
started with Buddy in 2005, I think. Okay, so 15 years now. Uh, yeah, 15, 16 years ago. Right on, man. How did that come to happen, if we can ask? Well, I used to play with Buddy Guy's brother, Phil Guy. Okay, okay. I did know that. I had heard that. Yeah, long story short, uh, I used to play at Kingston Mines a lot and play at a lot of other little venues around Chicago as well as playing with the Dells and Jerry Butler at the same time. So I was like a hired gun in Chicago for okay. a while. And so it was just so happens that I ran into uh, Phil one night. He came down to Kingston Mines when I was playing with, uh, I think, J.W., J.W. Williams, Blue okay. Man. Okay. And uh, he came up and while we were playing on stage, 
he came and hit me on my, my shoe and said, hey, man, my brother's looking for a guitar player. You interested? No kidding. Yeah, I said, uh, you, you know, I said, yeah, man, right. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, I didn't believe it, you know, I didn't believe right, it. Right, right, he pulling your leg. Yeah, because, you know, Buddy knows a million guitar players. And, sure. And everything. So uh, as time went on, it was a big tour I was getting ready to do with the Dells. Okay. And the tour at the last minute for some odd reason got canceled. Really? Last minute? At that point, I had given all my gigs away. The gigs I had at the theater, the Black Ensemble Theater, all my local hits. I had given up everything because I thought I was going on a big tour. Okay. They called me like an hour before I was going to walk out the house and say, hey, the tour is canceled. I said, wow. So at that point, I was just like, you know, it, was, it just was crazy because I had right. given all my other dates away to my other. You put all those eggs in that basket. And, and then yeah, that basket no, I had given all my dates away to a lot of guitar friends of mine. So okay. it wouldn't have been right to go back to them and say, well, oh. hey, man. Christmas came early for them. I needed I need the uh, gigs back, so right, right. I didn't do that. What are you gonna do? And then, uh, yeah. So then I was playing at a, a club called Larry's. Okay. At the same time that this year was going on, Buddy was doing a something like an acoustic tour with BB uh, King, Eric Clapton. Um, I think it was John Mayer and somebody else. Anyway, he was doing the acoustic tour or something like that. And uh, I was playing at a club called Larry's, which I played for years and years in Harvey, Illinois. A club called Larry's on 147th right off Austin. Okay. And uh, at that time, Buddy had took a break from his, his tour and came down to the club. No way. While we was playing and sat on the bar. And I seen him. And I said, okay, uh, when I, you know, get a break, I'm going to go say something to him. But before we go on break, he would always disappear. Okay, okay. He had to get back to the, the road to the tour. Right. You know, so he came down. First time he did it, he uh, disappeared. So I said, okay, well, maybe he's just hanging out, just chilling out, you know. Right, yeah. So he came back the next week and did the same thing. And he sat there, and uh, I was going to say something to him. And he had, before I could get over there to him, he had already left again. All right. Now, so the third week he came down, just so happened I had stuck a splinter in my guitar finger right here. And he came in, and I was playing bad because I had the splinter in my finger. So he, uh, he left again. I said, oh, well, I guess uh, he figured out who he was going to get because I think he was looking at a lot of other different guitar players. Okay. Stuff like that. And so uh, the next week he came down, he got there before we started playing. And so I had my back to the audience tuning my guitar up, and he just come out of nowhere right behind me and said, hey, hey, man, you want to be in my band? No I way. And then it was him. I said... <laughs> I started laughing just like you. I started oh laughing. Oh my said, God. Oh man, my God. Uh, hey man, you want to be my band? Yeah, I said, <laughs> man, get out of here. I said, 
He said, no, man, I'm serious, man. I'm serious. I need some guys that ain't as scared, aren't afraid to stay on the road. Right. Guys that ain't doing drugs. Guys that got a clean passport. And that's the guys I'm looking for to support what I'm doing. Back Amen. me up. Amen. I said, I said, hey, bro. I say I, I can do that, but I say I'm already I'm still with the Dells. So I said if you can give me two weeks to train a replacement, I say it's a done deal. And so he said, Okay, I give you two weeks. And I looked at him, I said, This don't sound right. I said, because he could go to the next guy that's available. Right. And get that guy. Buddy guy. But he didn't do that. He kept his word. I did my two weeks training somebody else, and at the same time, I still went to rehearsal at the club, okay. the old club on yeah. on Wabash. At the other end of the street, the other end of the block. Right, right, right. So I went to the rehearsals and everything, and he he was the only one in the organization knew that I wouldn't be able to do the first two weeks because I was still with another band, but he didn't tell management or nobody. So we're up there rehearsing and rehearsing, getting everything down. <clears throat> and he said, hey, Rick, you got acoustic guitar? I said, no. He said, he told the, uh, his, his, his uh, guitar tech at that time, Mark Messenger. Yeah, I know, I know Mark. Yeah, he's Mark with uh, Cheap Trick now. Right. So anyway, he had told Mark, he said, man, go upstairs and bring all my acoustic guitars down so Rick can pick out one that he liked. So he went up and got about five guitars and brought them down and set them down and opened them up. He said, all right, which one you want to you wanna play? So I was looking at all of them. I said, yeah, I'm going to get that, that Gibson. So I picked up the Gibson. He said, okay. Uh, I said, you can get a feel for it. I said, you can, you can take it home. I said, what? What? He said, you can take it home and get used to it. Okay. And Mark looked at him like, man, we don't let guitars out. We don't ever let guitars out. But we don't guy let said, guitars out. Is, yeah. But he said, this is my thing. I'm letting him take a guitar home so he can get used to it. Because he was he used to do that acoustic set before right. he does his set. So, so he needs you. Everybody in the band was looking at me like, who is this, this guy that's getting a guitar now and Getting all these breaks. Who, who is this guy? Like, buddy looked at me like, who the F are you? <laughs> I love you. I was born in Louisiana. <laughs> and at the age of two. I think that little boy's got the blues. I grew up real fast. And I traveled very far. But my love for my guitar keep me Oh, but I got a reputation And everybody knows my name (laughs) 
You know I was born to play this shell guitar. Texas, I got blues running through my veins. <laughs> Buddy guy, that is. 
up and said, I will tell you when, when I'm sold out. I'm almost done with the drum. With all my heart and soul I love like mine Will never grow old I love you in the morning And in the evening too Every time you leave me I get mad with you When I'm torn out I'm both level with the crown Jr. of the Dells because as you know I like a lot of jazz mm -hmm. so it just so happened we were in Atlantic City Atlanta City Atlanta Georgia as a matter okay. of fact and uh, I used to hate to solo I didn't I never want to solo because I didn't know what to play right so Marvin Jr. would always call me out on stay in my corner I said, now what the heck I'm, I'm going to play on Stay in My Corner? So we would be playing it, and then I stopped the band and started playing a George Benson song, which was Breezing. Oh, yeah? Okay. So this particular night, I got it started, and then Marvin Jr. turned around and grabbed my guitar neck and said, hold it, hold it. I don't want to hear that shit. We want to hear some down-home, dirty, low-down, dirty blues. All right. I said, oh, man. I said, oh, what man. am I playing? So I knew a couple of blues uh, licks and stuff like that. So I knew to pick up to uh, one of B.B. King tunes, a slow blues. So I just kicked that off. And the fucking crowd went wild. Oh, three notes. Yeah. Okay, all right. I said, man, damn. And I was when I was doing the jazz stuff, I was playing a whole lot of jazz runs, and everybody was just sitting there like this. Right. Probably no response because I guess it was too much and it was going over their head. It's like right here. Yeah. And so when I did the blues thing, they just went crazy. Oh. And it stayed in the Dell show for the next 15 years. They would oh. always give me a spot, a blues spot on their show playing slow blues. People dig it, man. Yeah. So uh, that's how I really got started with the, the blues part was from the Dells. And I got a lot of video footage of, of that stuff as well. So all that stuff, like I say, Pat, is documented.
You've got ice water in your veins You've got a cold, cold heart You've got ice water in your veins Your old lovers all fade away Just like straight of rain I love you like an angel Treat you like a queen You've gotten so bullheaded I can't do a thing I can't go out at night, baby I say a thing to you You shake your finger in my face and say Yes, I'm working just like you You've got a cold, cold heart So this way the stone You only care for yourself, baby Leave you alone Why did you pick up the guitar? Uh, actually, I, I was trying to be a singer, not a guitar player. Okay. Back in the day, my mother had a boyfriend that was a guitar player, and he became my guitar teacher. Because okay. I used to watch him all the time when he'd come over to the house. Right. He would sing, always sing Jerry Butler love songs to my mother. And she'd be all googly and bubbly. And I said, <laughs> oh, I wanna, that's what I want to do, be a singer so I can get the girls to like me when I'm singing. Something to that man, so, right, right? Yeah, so at that time, I was young, had a, a high voice like uh, Smokey Robinson. I could sing real, real high. So I used to try to sing. But then I couldn't get the guys that was playing the instruments to play the right chords. So I said, I'm going to learn how to play guitar myself because they ain't, they ain't playing the right stuff. They're not holding it. Yeah. So okay. uh, my mother said, okay, I'll buy you a guitar. So the first guitar I ever had that she bought me, it was an old acoustic silver tone from Sears. Yeah. Everybody seems yeah. to have started somewhere along that line. Yeah. So that, she got me funny. that. Yeah. She got me that guitar. And I was, you know, goofing around with it. She said, now, if you're going to be playing this guitar, you're going to have to learn what you're doing. So her boyfriend, uh, Dilla Croon, he was hired as my guitar teacher. I was going to teach me how to read and, and learn all the, the stuff that I needed to know. But at that time, I was hard-headed. I was saying, I just want to learn the song. Man. I don't want right. to learn how to read no music. He said, but this, if you learn how to read, you go much further in the business. I said, I don't want to learn how to read. I just want to play the songs. So he took me through uh, book one, and it was boring. Playing, it was just so boring, man. The Mel Bay book one. Okay. I used to hate it. So finally, my mother got the picture, and he got the picture, Say, hey, he's not interested in learning the music out the book, so I'm done with it. So, so you, don't, you don't read music now, right? Yeah, I went to I went back to school and learned how oh, to okay, read. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, amazed yeah. at how many artists I've talked to 
Yeah, after I got with the, they cannot read sheet music. No, after I got with the Dells, I had to learn how to read because they had hired this. Uh, when I auditioned for the Dells band, okay. I had an eight-piece band at that time. Okay. For Ultimate Power, and we got hired through uh, another gentleman named Finus Henderson that used to be at Universal Studios. Okay. So somehow he told Chuck Boxdale of the Dells. Uh, he know a, a band that sings and plays really well. And would you be interested in giving them a audition? Mm-hmm. So uh, Chuck Barksdale and the arranger came down, a guy named Kirk Stewart from Washington, D.C. He was okay. uh, a master in music. Yeah, he was a teacher at uh, Howard University. Really? So okay. they, they wow. come over to our rehearsal spot, bring all these music books in, Pat. Really? Now, I hadn't really cracked a book or learned anything in years. Okay. So at this time, I think I was in my 20s. Okay. And uh, they brought the books out. And the first thing the guy asked us, he said, can y'all read? And everybody said, yeah, 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 we can read, we can read. Because we really wanted to get. So they opened yeah. these big, big books up, all the Dell songs from jazz, really? blues. They had, their book was so thick, it was ridiculous. Yeah, them all covered. So they, uh, so the guy, Kirk Stewart, he said, okay, everybody open the books up and go to the song of Love We Had. Okay, now Love We Had by the Dells got a guitar pickup that brings the song in. So it was only three notes, Pat. Really? And I could not nail it for nothing. No, so the man. guy would count the song off. All right, here we go. One, two, three. And nothing. Nobody would play nothing. Because the guitar had to pick up on the right. music. So right. he said, okay, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to count three. Guitar player, you got the pick up. So I'm looking at it. I said, what the hell is this? He said, one, two, three. Ain't nothing. No. He said, he said now, y'all said y'all could read. Now, here we go. We're going to try it again. So he said, one, two, three. And the whole band just jumped in and just started playing some stuff. Started rocking. It sounded like, man, it was crazy. So he said, hold it, hold it, hold it. Pack the books up. And he took uh, Chuck in the back of the room where we was rehearsing at and had a, a talk with him. Okay. I said, man, these cats can't read. Man, you're going to get somebody that can read. And Chuck right. Barksdale was such a, a nice guy, I guess. He said, no, we're going to keep these cats and we're going to hire you to teach them how to sight read this whole book. That's what's going to happen. So then they came back up to the uh, meeting hall where we were because we just knew that we hadn't got the gig. And Chuck said, okay, y'all got the gig. And what's going to happen is we're going to bring Kirk Stewart in to teach y'all for a month every song in this book. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so uh, that was the my real learning experience of reading music, sight music, was personally taught by Kirk Stewart. Nice. Out of Howard
Tony, Tony, Tony. And DJ Quick. <laughs> you didn't think we could flip it on your ass, huh? Something for the dance floor. In a real way. It's going down like this forever. And a day. Now what you hear is not a drag Cause Mr. DJ Quick got a brand new bag But first I got a bang bang A boogie for the boogie to the rhythm of the ghettoy streets Check it out now You trying to give me some eight ball but no way I'd rather have a mimosa with Cristal and OJ Yeah, just a little something bubbly and tingly To have me walking around naked But wait a sec The function's on
uh, school, I still had went to a uh, conservatory later after Kirk Stewart taught us all that stuff. You know, we had a, still had a lot of breaks in between Adele's dates. You know, we would work in the summer, then we'd be off in the winter, you know, stuff like that. So I said, man, I got to do something else because there's not enough gigs. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to college and take some courses and become a music teacher. Okay. So I signed up for, uh, this was about 1975. I signed up for uh, music school at uh, Ch- Chicago Conservatory downtown when it was it was happening. I was in high school. 410, <laughs> yep, 410 North Michigan. Okay. So I had a, a guitar teacher named Frank Romero, Italian cat. And then I had the four curriculum of classes I had to attend, which was Greek mythology and all this other crazy stuff about music. Because it was a complete music college. I had chorus, choir, I had all that stuff. Okay. And it was so boring. I said, man, this ain't what I want. I want to learn how to play some stuff. And they said, no, man, you still got to start with book one. I said, I'll be falling asleep in class, man, and everything. Oh, boy. So then, so happened, I guess Chuck Boxdale knew uh, Albert King. Okay. So Albert King had come to town and, and said, told him, I need a guitar player to go out with me on a few dates. You know, so Chuck had mentioned my name. So, uh, Quiet as a kept, Albert King called me up and said, hey, I want you to come over to the Roberts 500 room on 63rd Street and pick up my albums and learn my albums because I got some dates I want you to play on. I said, okay, cool. So I went by his hotel, got the album, sit down and went back home, sit down and learned them. Okay. All the albums, just like right. they were in the same key. Right. Then after that, uh, the first gig came up with Albert King, which was wow. at in Minneapolis at the Caboose. Nice. Another live recording. Albert. But I can't find it now because I had learned loaned the uh the master out to this other guitar player. He lost it or something. Oh no. Something happened to it. But anyway, got the gig with Albert King. And uh as soon as uh we got to the gig, we didn't have no rehearsal. We got oh. to the gig in Minneapolis in the caboose. And he was telling us songs he was going to do on the set. So he said, okay, I'm going to start off with the, the very thought of you. I said, okay, cool. That's an F, right? He said, no, I do it in F sharp. I said, oh, man. And I had to... Uh, Learn it. No, I already knew it, but I knew it in F. Right. So, so now you even, have- even if you do a half key, you got to rework all oh, the parts. It's out. completely different. Yeah. So I had to rework it out and try to figure out an F sharp. Oh, jeez. You know, at the last minute, right before the show. So at that time, he didn't carry a keyboard player. Okay. Albert King only carried a guitar player, bass player, drummer, and three horns. Okay. So I was supposed to be doing all the rhythm stuff, you know, and he was going to do all, Albert King was going to do all the solo stuff. Right. So we get to the caboose. Nice place, man. Okay. Get there playing. He said, okay, y'all, Albert said, y'all go up there and do two tunes and then call me up. Okay. And I had never played with these guys before because they was out of Indianapolis, Indiana. 
Okay. Okay. So they said, well, we was talking about, okay, what you know? What you know, man? What you know? I, I said, okay, I know, uh, I know Mr. Magic and I know Breezing. He said, okay, we're going to do those two tunes. So we played those two tunes. I did Breezing. And then it's time to call Albert up. But where I messed up at, I didn't know Albert played in cross Spanish. Oh. So I had retuned his guitar to oh. 440. Oh, no. Yeah. And so uh, I thought I was doing something good. So I, you know, oh. retuned it, sat up there. And then it's time to call Albert up. So we, we start playing skinny legs. So ladies and gentlemen, Howard King. So he come up there with his pipe, looked at the audience, lit his pipe, puffed it a couple times, picked his guitar up and was fitting to start. He hit the string and he hit it. He said, who the hell tuned my goddamn guitar? Oh, shit. And he turned around and looked at me. I said, oh, man, I done fucked up. I done lost the gig. Right. He said, don't you ever touch my guitar. So while we playing, he was tuning loud as hell. Ding, 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 ding. While we was going, ding, 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 ding. he was tuning up. And once he got in tune, he went to work. He went right to it. He went to, he went to it, and the show came out real good. It was still a good take.
And I know you were on the road in the West Coast and you ended up in Arizona, I believe, right? When you yeah, got we had, word that they were shutting everything down. Yeah, we I had just left uh, California and as soon as we rolled up into uh, Arizona, right. they announced it, the governor announced it right on the radio as we was pulling up to the hotel. Okay. The whole city and all live performances is canceled. And we said, oh, man. Oh, damn. Damn. But he said, okay, we we got to hurry and get up out of this city now. Right. So road manager called in and made a lot of flights. We had to leave the tour bus in Arizona. Okay. And jump on a flight in a couple hours. So okay. we was just able get to get out, out yeah, get out just in time because as soon as we got to the airports, all the computer systems went down. Oh, boy. That's so not good. Was, everything was manual. They had to get it manually set up to get us flights to get home. But we made it back to Chicago, and the bus came in, I think, maybe a couple of weeks later. Okay. Unloaded all the stuff at the club. And uh, since the pandemic, since March 13th, we've just been uh, trying to survive, man. You know, at least I have. Been trying to uh, find jobs, which I did land one, luckily. You know, and a couple of uh, of the uh, the agencies, music agencies, helped me out with some nice. of my bills in the beginning, of the first nice. two months. Nice, nice. Like the Blues Rhythm and Blues Foundation. Okay. And a couple of other foundations kind of helped me out to get through it until I got the job. Well, that awesome. I have thank God for that, man. That's still, yeah. Know. It was uh, just a stroke of luck. Just hey, man. Absolutely, happened. I get it. I yeah, so and here we are nine months later. I, did we ever think yeah. that we would be where we're at now? Well, boy, not really. No, I thought it would be over in a month and we'd be back to work and everything would go back the way it was, but everything got worse, you know. Yeah, things have changed just yeah. a little bit. And, uh, you know, any word on, uh, well, obviously everything, nobody knows anything yet. Going so we'll wait and see what happens. something been on my mind for a long time, but I couldn't tell anybody, because they would have thought I wasn't wrapped too tight. Well, look here, if you got a minute, let me tell you a little story about what I finally realized after the hurt and pain was gone, and the tears were gone from my eyes. Since you left, life don't mean a thing. I see the moon, I see the sunrise, but there's nothing in between. Sorry is the word, oh, but fool is what I really mean. Cause when I touch you, girl, I touch the queen. I touch the dream. Yes, I did. Oh, I touch the dream. All I do is dream of fantasies, seek 
secret thoughts of love, secrets of you and me, and when we may love, someone unreal would have to take your place, for without your love, my life is such a waste, I feel so
you a woman now Girl, not to try to hide you didn't try to hide your love Oh, this other guy No need to explain do with buddy guys band we just do a sound check not a really sound check but a line check okay make sure all the microphones is working okay as far as warming up 
all that happens in January when we work at uh, Buddy Guy's Legends for that whole month. Right. 16 That's shows. your rehearsal. That's your rehearsal. After that, 16 ain't no shows. more rehearsal. Yep, ain't no more rehearsal. Baby, let me hold your hands. Through all the years we've been together, and they've been good ones, haven't they? God has blessed us with so many beautiful things. A love so strong, it would take a lifetime to undo. Still, from time to time, we need to reconfirm our commitments to one another. Your love for me, and of course, my love for you. So after all these years, let's remove all doubts and fears. And remember, I love you. God knows I love you.
gospel music and blues music being interrelated, or do you? Uh oh. No, I'm gonna. They're fine. I'm gonna turn that off. Okay. Oh, okay. No, it's the same. It was quiet as it kept. When I okay. first started learning how to play and sing, I used to be in a gospel group okay. called uh, what was the name of the gospel group? Okay. We're good. That's the Wings of Joy. The gospel okay. group called the Wings of Joy. Okay. The band leader name called Edward Lumpkins. He was a keyboard player. So we used to go down to uh, 47 or 43rd Street at the warehouse and sing on Isabel Joseph Johnson's morning show, 7 o'clock in the morning. So we used to take the L down, bring our amps and guitars on the L, <laughs> and ride down and walk up and down the street with that stuff. And we sing on her uh, morning gospel show. So I used to do gospel in the beginning as well. Okay. So everything I did was, you know, it was always music. I was always, right. I was growing up in it, quite as it kept what I've been told that when I was real young, I was raised up by the original uh, soul stirs, gospel soul stirs. Okay. And uh, Dilla Croon, his sister used to babysit me. And I used to always hear them rehearsing. You know, I wasn't into what they was doing because I was really young, but I, they would always be rehearsing and playing and stuff like that. And I just was around live music uh, all my life. It's okay. been around all my life in some form.
some of your influences that got Rick Hall to where he is today? 
Uh, I started listening to a, a lot of R&B in the beginning, old school R&B, like the Jerry Butlers, the Dells, mm-hmm. you know, all the R&B stuff, Major Lands, mm-hmm. all that old stuff. I used to, I was raised on it because my mother used to have card parties every weekend. Okay. And they play the records all that's night long. That's what you were raised on. Yeah, so I hear that music all night long. It's just once you hear it enough, you just it's just in you. You know. Sure. So well, I patted cool. myself after uh, I used to try to pat myself after George Benson when he came out. Wow. But then um, I was doing a session one night over at the uh, the studio on Twenty Second and Surmac. Okay. Uh, and it was, at that time, it was ran by Gerald Sims, another R&B guitar player. And so he had me in there as a, a studio musician. So we was cutting some tracks for this, this lady. And uh, in the track, he said, okay, Rick, I want you to put a solo. So at that time, all I was listening to was George Benson. And that's all I knew how to play was George Benson licks. So I, he said, all right, do a solo. So I started playing the solo and doing George Benson stuff. And before I got halfway through the whole thing, he cut the session. He said, stop, stop, cut, cut. Everybody said, well, what's going on? What's going on? And he said, Rick, if I wanted George Benson on this session, I would have called it. I don't want to hear George Benson. I oh, want to hear what you sound like. Okay. And right there, it hit me in the head and said, damn, who do I sound like? Because... I've been listening to his licks, you know, for the longest. Mm-hmm. So I had to reroute myself and figure out what I wanted to play. So as time went on, I just developed my own style, a mixture of everybody that I listened to and just mixed it all together.
Some of you dudes don't know anything about blues. That's, that's what they told me, so I want to say this to you. I came to swap some with you. I imagine quite a few of you dudes have the blues already. But today, that's my signal to shut up. Today being Thanksgiving, this is Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving? All right. Well, let me say this to you. It seemed like a lot of things have been happening today. And when I came in, I had to sign in. And I noticed, I noticed one of the members of my group you seem to know very well. <laughs> How did it make me feel? Make me feel good because he works with me.
that it so richly deserves? Uh, I don't know. It's a hard question. Uh, it's hard to say. You know, I mean, they're getting the respect now. Got a lot of new players out there that's extra, excellent, but it's up to the uh, the new CEOs that's out here to uh, decide if they want to make that the the real deal. If they don't sign off, sign off on it, it's, you know, it's going to be...
let everybody know. Just keep your fingers crossed and, and hope to see you again soon. Where can everybody find you on social media, Rick? Uh, just Google my name. Go to Google and Google my name. Okay. So you Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all, all that stuff. Yeah, Don't all that stuff. And it's your Google. music is out there on all the different platforms, Spotify, iTunes. They can find your music. Uh, probably so. I haven't searched myself, but uh, right. probably so because there's a lot of videos on Facebook. I know, you know, they can just go to Facebook, put my name in, and everything will pop up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed all that conversation. That was some deep, deep insight to guitarist extraordinaire, uh, Mr. Rick Hall, who is the main guy, the main guitar player for Mr. Buddy Guy and the Damn Right Blues Band, and in his own right, doing his own thing with his own band. Um, if you get out there, if we get, get fortunate enough in 2021, please come out and support live music. Please help support these musicians. Uh, it's been a brutal year on it, man. Rick, if you got anything you want to say, good night to everybody and, and wish them on their way. I just want to thank uh, the Buddy Guy Radio Station for having me on. and Everybody just stay safe and well. Thank you.